It's that time again where it's me, Rachel LaForce. I talk into a mic at you and your soul. So welcome to it. Friends, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, I'm Rachel LaForce, longtime comedian, somewhat uh, new spiritual teacher and speaker. She's still figuring it out right now. She's just sharing her gifts, baby. She's sharing her gifts, uh, which would have been another great name for a podcast. But as we know, this is the Rachel LaForce show because a show of any other name would just be harder to Google. This is a spiritual podcast from me, a comedian for people like you who maybe are not so spiritual. Uh, you maybe are spiritually curious. Uh, maybe you do have a big uh, walk of faith and this is just kind of something that you are adding to your repertoire of tools uh, or hopefully somebody sent you this, uh, sent it your way and you're like, this is my first time, baby. And I'm in. If so, whether this is your first time or you're an OG, you are in for a treat today. So I'm going to jump right in. Uh, today, what we're going to be talking about is this idea I notice a lot in coaching uh, and, and lots of different ways that comes up in my life where people are like, well, how did you get to where you are from where you were, right? Like, and, and I even feel that way sometimes where I see other spiritual teachers or people and they're like, I was here and I was in the gutter and now I build million dollar homes and I skydive. And you're like, that seems like there were a lot of steps in between and I'd like a little bit more information about those steps. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Whether this applies to your spiritual journey and wanting to get to a place where you feel fulfilled, you feel abundant, you feel purposeful, or even if you're wanting to bring in something big into the world. So whether that's a new business, a new idea, wherever you're at, or even wanting to create a new relationship, things like that, this principle is going to be, um, dare I say, paramount to your journey. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you, and then you can decide, but I'm telling you now, uh, it, this has been pretty, um, profound for me in my journey. So everything today is going to center around this one idea, simplify to multiply whenever that there is something big that you're wanting to do, whenever there's something that it just seems overwhelming, right? How do you eat an elephant bite by bite? So a lot of times I talked about this on socials earlier in the week, the way I actually think it was clipped from last week's podcast episode, but it's like the way that you get in your own way is because the steps feel too big or your vision is so big that it paralyzes you. And you're like, well, I don't really know what step to take because it feels as though you're searching for the right one when the right steps don't exist. Aligned steps exist, but the right moves, the right people, the right time throw all that out, throw it out. All it is, is are you aligned in your mission? Is the intention of where it is that you want to go is the step that you're taking in line with that intention? If the answer is yes, then fucking jump on board, baby. You're in it, right? So I want to share this, but also we'll kind of share a little bit of my journey of, you know, uh, in the gutter to now where I am, just, <laughs> just a shining beacon that stands before you. When, uh, I don't even think if I was sober yet, but when I first started seeing, uh, my therapist in LA and I was overwhelmed again, I was like, you know, auditioning and working a little bit, but like, it just felt like everything was me just like pushing a rock up a hill and not in a way that felt intentional. Like I was like, I'm just like fucking sweating, pushing this hill up a rock. Like, I don't think this is the way that it's supposed to be. And I was drowning financially. I mean, just piss poor. Okay. 
And I'm like, mama only has a little bit of cashola left. And then, you know, where it's that, where you're like, what am I going to do? So I'm sharing all this with my therapist and rightfully so. She said, well, I think you should move home and reassess. And to her, I'm like, that's giving up and the, the action of an insane person. And it's hilarious to me now that although it took, you know, five plus years or however long in my journey of um, finding my purpose and fulfillment, I in fact did move home to my literal home. Like where I record this from was my, you know, this was my bedroom when I was in high school. That's where I, you know, would like, oh, log on to AOL right there, baby. Lots of, lots of aims were sent right from this, right from this desk. Oh, these walls could talk. Um, so I literally did move home. I purchased my childhood home. And in many ways, that shift alone has helped me to really, release all of the things that were me pushing a boulder up a hill and really, really getting honest with what is the intention, not what's the ego's intention. What is my soul's intention? What is my fate? What is my destiny? What is my purpose? Whatever words you use, that was really where I was at that point. And and because I had done all of the work prior to getting to that point, luckily I woke up enough and I was like, in order to really achieve this big, big vision that I have, we can't stay here anymore. And I've talked a lot about that in other podcasts. If you're interested, you can go and listen uh, back to those episodes when I talk a lot about uh, shifting from Los Angeles to Atlanta. And so much of it was that of an act of faith and of realignment. And because you have to simplify to multiply. When you are so overwhelmed and there's too much shit coming in and there's too much stuff going on, you don't have a platform to build from. You're just standing there trying to hold up the shit. You're trying to pay all the bills and make all the things work and say all the right things and, you know, and spin plates. Right? I say that all the time. You can't juggle chainsaws until you learn how to juggle. It's very simple, right? So this idea of simplify to multiply is why I love it for two reasons. One, it's super practical. And that's something I always love to offer you all on this podcast and through a lot of my work, which is like the most spiritual things are hidden in our practical everyday. You know, it's like the, the act of making your bed, getting ready, putting your best foot forward, moving your body, brushing your teeth, like all of these very, very simple things, clearing out your uh, email inbox that are all very earthly things are actually incredibly spiritual things because you're doing things that are in service of yourself, right? In order to serve others, you have to serve yourself. And that'll take us on a whole other, uh, you know, rigmarole because that's talking all about, um, you know, uh, how to really do things that are for yourself first and erasing this idea that things uh, are selfish if you take care of yourself, right? We'll have to do a few episodes on that. But going back to this, uh, the reason I love it is it's practical. How much stuff do you have going on in your life and what do you not need? What are you carrying that is not going to get you to the place that you need to be? So that, that's one funnel, right? The second funnel is 
what are the things that need adjustments? And maybe that means, oof, that is a great idea, but it's not a great idea right now. Maybe that's something that we need some more resources or we need, uh, there's somebody else that may be better suited for that job or task other than yourself, right? And then the third funnel is first things first, right? So again, there's two reasons why I love this idea of simplify to multiply. And the first is because of these three funnels. It's practical. The first thing is, what do you need to get rid of? The second one is, what are the things that maybe it's like, ooh, yes, but not right now and figuring out what that is. And then the third funnel is first things first, right? And the second idea is it really creates a sense of investment and an inner faith that by doing these daily investments, you're actually increasing and investing in your faith within yourself and within your vision. And it's a thing that you don't have to keep going back to of like, oh, am I still holding the faith? Do I still believe? You know, oh, is it all going to work? When you're making these, I've been posting a lot about this too, that when you make daily investments, you can stop focusing on future outcomes. I'm going to say that again. When you are making daily investments, you can literally stop focusing on future outcomes because you're making the daily investments. Again, simplify to multiply, right? So like I said, it's, one of the number one ways going back to when I was in those therapy sessions with my therapist and although I was like, "Eh, I'm not going to move. That's insane. Right. Then I just kept doing crazy, kept doing crazy. And then, you know, shit hit the fan. I'm like, I got to quit drinking and got sober on accident, which, you know, we all know that story. And if you don't, again, you go listen to old episodes. And, uh, that was really when it was like, okay, I have to really just start stripping all of these things down to get to what is, Almost like not even what is the goal or even what is the purpose, but like who who am I really? Because a lot of times when we're doing all of these things, doing being the operative word, it's like, okay, but like why though? <laughs> like when you can really get to that place where you know why you're doing all these things and not like, oh, it's my purpose, or it's this, or I got to build this thing, or I have to be, I have to, you know, but it's like, who really, really getting like, so vulnerable within yourself, that it, it almost stings, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like when I get really, really real about who I really am at the heart of myself, I feel so connected to like, six-year-old version of Rachel. I feel so connected to 16-year-old version of Rachel. And I I feel so connected to all of the parts of myself that felt so lost at 26-year-old Rachel, right? Because that's really where your most honest voice lies, is in that completely uncovered place. And it's just pure. 
And I think that's why it stings because we do all of these things to cover it up and protect it and cover it up. Or other people are like, that's gross who you are. Cover it up. Right. Or like, that's stupid. Or like, we can't sell that thing or no one's going to care about that person. Right. We cover it up and we cover it up and we cover it up. And so then we act out of alignment. And so the true journey of simplify to multiply is getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to that purity. And I don't mean purity of like innocent or like virginal, but just pure heart and soul. I just don't want it to be cheesy. And then just, there it is. You know what I mean? But they don't have to be mutually exclusive. They can be absolutely accurate. And then also like high cheese. You know what I mean? Also would have been a great name for the podcast. High cheese with Rachel of course. Um, but we just eat cheese when we talk about spiritual things. Okay. Bits, 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 everybody. All right. Something else that spawned this idea for me. I was actually, I referenced this book last week in our spiritual grab bag episode, uh, out of the cave and into the light. And I didn't end up using it. Uh, and I dove in and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so obsessed. This is called gift, uh, from the sea by Anne Morrow Lindbergh. And this was written in 1955. And I was shooketh at how much, we have not changed. I think we put so much emphasis on like social media and like Trump, Biden, like everything is just like, you know, shots, shots, shots. Like everything just feels so gross, I think. And again, at our most pure form of what we take on, what we deal with, what we endure specifically as women and those who identify it, and I would even say like highly evolved, highly spiritual people, connected people, not even necessarily women, but um, just what we take on and what is given to us, whether we ask for it or not. Um, of what we should be doing, how we should be doing it, what we should look like when we're doing it, right? It's the monologue from Barbie that everybody's losing their mind over, right? You have to be this thing, but not this thing and this thing and not this thing, right? And the fact that this book was written in 1955 and she's speaking of the same thing. So I'm like, oh, well, good to know we've really, uh, we've really evolved. And one of the things I wrote so many notes in here, but one of the things that she talks about is in order to evolve to a new rhythm, what is your pattern of living? So that is also this idea of simplify to multiply. Before you can even simplify, you have to look at what is the reality of the patterns of your life? Patterns, not just tasks. Because so many of you are going to be like, okay, I'm going to jot this down. Okay, I do this and then I do this and then I do this for charity or then I do this or I volunteer this time or I'm in this sketch group and I shouldn't be or, you know, oh, I'm in this thing or, oh, I've got to stop. What is the pattern? Why do you keep saying yes to those things? Or why do you keep saying no to those things? Or, you know, it's like, what are, what is the actual capacity 
that your life has. And your capacity is going to change based off of where you are in your life. So again, this idea of simplify to multiply is so wonderful because it's a principle that you can always go back to that still always can encompass the same intention, right? So let me slow down for just a moment. Again, the the reasons, I share the reasons of why I love this so much. We talked about the three funnels. That's a great way that you can sit down and kind of go through these things. Again, one of the other things is um, this pattern of living, of really looking at what is your pattern? I think a great way of doing that, um, you can go back 10 years, five years, three years, whatever works for you, and really kind of looking at what have been your patterns, whether it's uh, dating avoidance or unwilling to be alone or like, oh, all I'm doing is investing in my kids so I don't have to think about myself or I'm just staying in this corporate job and building someone else's dream when really I need to leave and do my own, wherever, whatever it is, right? Insert thing here. Um, oh, I keep saying I'm going to love my body, but then I keep persecuting myself. Like, what are these patterns for yourself? Because you're not, again, this idea of multiplying doesn't mean taking on more. To me, and what I want to offer you is the idea of creating more abundance. And abundance is one of those like new agey spiritual words I feel like get lost. Let me offer you my version, which to me, abundance is... That idea of low-key luxury that we talked about last week, LKL, <laughs> trade market. Um, don't, don't tell my lawyers that. It'll cost me a lot of money. But LKL, right? Low-key luxury. And this idea of almost peace that within the things that you cannot control within your life, and we all have different circumstances. I understand that. All of us are, are have different resources. We're privileged in different ways or have a lack of privilege in different ways, Right. But wherever you are in your life and in your journey, there are ways in which you can create more space and abundance. Even time, having more time. And if you're in this pattern of living where you're always taking on more and you're like, why am I so exhausted? Why am I not getting to where I want to be? Well, if you're doing 75 things that aren't in alignment or whatever that last thing is that you want, you are going to continue to multiply bullshit. If you stay in patterns of living that are not servicing you to where you want to be, you are only multiplying more drama. So really that idea of simplifying, getting back to that purity, that sense that's almost that sting because it's the most honest part of you. It's the part of you that knows. And the sting is because you knew, you knew the whole time. And I get it. It's hard. I'm still struggling with it and I'm teaching it, hopefully, right? It's, it's why am I so scared to do blank? Why am I so scared to own blank? Right. And I think I, I read this and it's, um, again, this is going back to the book, the gift from the sea. So the whole, um, idea of this book, just so I should share is she was a mother She's married from a very public, uh, you know, well-to-do family, which then comes with its own, uh, slew of frustrations because you're in public all of the time in this, you know, public image and everything. And, and so she talks about she had to leave and go to the sea to write this book and collect her thoughts of how to she could herself deconstruct what her patterns of living were in order to get to a place that felt authentic for herself. Um, 
And so each chapter is mirroring a different type of seashell and what that seashell spiritually represents for her. And so in the intro, she just talks about being at the beach and this is the last paragraph. And she says, um, the sea does not reward those who are too anxious, too greedy, or too impatient. To dig up for treasure shows not only impatience and greed, but lack of faith. Patience, patience, patience is what the sea teaches. Patience and faith. One should lie empty, open, choiceless as a beach, waiting from a gift from the sea. Excuse me, waiting for a gift from the sea. And so I just loved that idea of, of the patience and what shows a lack of faith. And if we're talking about, again, however you identify spiritually, or even if you're atheist, it, none of that really matters. But th this idea of having a lack of faith in your vision, and I am rewriting that narrative for myself. If I can think it, I can create it. If I can think it, it is already done. It is already done. I am the one that can decide to multiply bullshit or I can simplify and I can multiply and I can get there and I can get there faster. And when I say faster, I mean, you know, where it's like the most direct way is through. That doesn't mean it's easy. If you've read any hero's journey, you know that in order for them to be the hero, in order for them to be triumphant, there is challenge after challenge after challenge. So I actually feel like the more you are feeling challenged, you're feeling uncomfortable that you are out of your comfort zone, you know that you are enduring that wave from the ocean over and over and over again. You are changing your pattern of living. You are fighting to simplify your pattern of living in order to multiply. And I think so many of us, again, like I get into this place where it's like future outcome, future outcome. It has to be my vision. Why isn't it here yet? Why isn't it here yet? And, and this, you guys have heard me bitch about this before. You know, if I, it's like all of the, I know I always joke about white women and sometimes people are like, I don't know why it has to be about race. And I'm like, you're missing a joke. It's a comedy joke. Uh, so gentle reminder, but just all of, you know, the white women named like Michelle on the internet that are like, I'm going to teach you how to manifest. Like I just manifested a beach house in two days, you know, or whatever it is. It's like, don't listen to that bullshit. Anybody that's hawking you anything like that to me is a charlatan and they're full of shit. Okay. Because now that's not to say that you can't learn to attract things a lot faster. But again, that's when you're in that alignment, when you are in alignment, when you're making those daily investments and you can stop focusing on the future outcomes and you're looking for the things that will multiply your vision because you're focused on what your final, final quote unquote vision or your outcome is. You don't ever get to that place, by the way, it just keeps unfolding. So, you know, you're welcome. But when you're in pursuit of those things. So I do believe that there are things that we can attract faster, right? When you're putting your, your focus and things there. But if you think that you're going to go from like busted broke, okay? And then all of a sudden you're just going to figure out how to manifest like $100,000 in 30 days, you're out of your mind. <laughs> and that's also not spiritual alignment. That's not how the law of the universe works. That's why we, I talk about this all the time. That's why we have seasons, right? 
even though as, as many of y'all that are like, I'm ready, like ready for like sweater season. It's time. Well, it's still 90 degrees and humid in Georgia. Okay. So sorry. You know, where it's like, you cannot rush the process. You cannot keep digging on the beach for treasures and looking for something. You have to be patient. It's making those daily investments, right? I'm going to look through this really quick and see if there are any of these other, uh, I just was like, so just like heated and on one when I was, when I was reading this, um, let me see harmony. Oh yeah. Um, something else, another question. So again, when you talk about this, um, the pattern of living, another sentence that I want you to write down is the shape of my life is the shape of my life is, and what is it now? What is it really? Be honest. Okay. Cause the only person you're going to bullshit is you. Right. Um, and then, you know, it, then you it really a dealer's choice. I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do, but then, you know, um, I would encourage you could then do, I want the shape of my life to be, or I want the shape of my life to feel. I always feel like a feeling is a really good way. Visualization is good too, but I also feel like embodying that feeling. How do you want to feel? Because, you know, it's the same way of like, if you just keep smiling, right? Like, I mean, if you're really having a mentee be smiling is only going to stave it off for so long, but there is something to that, right. Of like tricking your brain. And so I think it is that of like the shape of my life is, and I want to feel right. How do you want to feel in your life? Uh, something else that I think is great. I love this. Um, she said inner harmony is essentially spiritual, uh, and inner harmony could also be translated to outward harmony. Uh, and this was like a Socrates prayer, which like, you know, who's out there just quoting Socrates. Um, but I loved this. May the outward and inward man be one. And underneath I wrote that untangle your mess. And I loved that because I talk about that in my teaching of like, um, in, in coaching of where are you and where do you want to be or where are you and who are you? I think that's always better because sometimes we think what our vision is and we think that's what we want. But then when we really get back to the heart center place, that place that stings, we're like, oh, the roadmap was already here. I didn't have to work so hard, but it was taking in all that other shit over and over and over again that convinced me that it was something else when really I've known all along, right? And so it's really, that's what this idea of living in alignment is and getting to that place where your vision is clear and where you can continue to simplify in order to magnify. You can get to that place faster. You can go through faster because you're aligning who you are on the inside with what your life is like on the outside. And one would be shocked at how hard that is. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, you would think these things like in principle, it's like, ah, okay, this sounds pretty easy and knock a couple things off the list and get to the gym and everything will be great. But it's almost like the more you simplify, the more you realize how much shit you've been holding on to, right? Like it's almost, um, I sometimes don't like talk about like clean eating and diets and shit like that because you know, food is a big one for everybody, but just stay with me on this one. It's almost like if you do start to quote unquote, eat clean, like now I feel like I used to, cause I was hung over all the time. <laughs> you're eating so much processed food and, and sometimes processed food tastes good, right? Like there, there is a time and a place for it. Sure. I think at least balance. Right. Um, 
but where when you start to peel back and you're eating whole foods and you're eating foods from not whole foods uh trademark but you know just whole foods in general uh and you're you know eating like root vegetables and greens and things that come from the earth there's this uncovering more and more and more and it almost changes your body makeup you can feel the way in which your body adapts and changes to things that feel good and how many times you can click that dial to feel better and better and better and that's a weird place to be. That's a lot of this simplified and multiply that when you start to multiply, sometimes you're like, well, this is fucking weird, right? Because then we, we get to this place of I, I'm happy now what? And even if that's, you don't struggle with, you know, a lot of us grew up in a place of chaos. That's what we're used to. And so when things aren't chaotic, when you create this sense of abundance for yourself, that is quiet, that is inner peace, that's outer peace, right? Even if you didn't come from those backgrounds, it's weird because what do we do when we get with people? Oh, here's the thing that's not going right. Oh, we got stuck at the airport. Oh, so-and-so's got going this going. Oh, so-and-so's bothering me. Oh, so-and-so's. Right? Like I struggle with that sometimes. Like when people, it's almost like, you know, you're at a dinner party and like everybody complains and it gets to you and you're like, yeah, it's like, shit's hard. Right? Like you don't, you know, like I don't, it's like, I don't want to be obnoxious where I'm like, Actually, I feel like I've chosen my heart. And so it's just kind of like daily stuff, but like really I'm feeling pretty good, you know? And so it is, it, it, you, you will be surprised at how much, again, the shape of my life is. And I want to feel that when you begin to feel that way, you can actually dial it up more and more and more and more. Right. Um, ba, 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 ba. so, Ooh, and I love this. Okay. So the shape of my life or the frame of my life, right? If the frame of your life does not foster simplicity, that's something that we have to look at, right? So for instance, she says, and again, this was written in 1955, okay? Like, wow. Um, I mean to lead a simple life, to choose a simple shell that I can carry easily like a hermit crab, but I do not. I find that my frame of life does not foster simplicity. My husband and five children must make their way in the world. The life that I've chosen as a wife and a mother in, uh, entertains an entire caravan of complications. It involves a house in the suburbs and either household drudgery or household help, which wavers between scarcity and non-existence for most of us. It involves food and shelter, meals, planning, marketing, bills, and making ends meet in a thousand ways. It involves not only the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick, mix, candlestick maker, but countless other experts to keep my modern house with its modern simplifications, electricity, plumbing, refrigerators, gas stove, oil burner, dishwasher, radios, cars, and a number of other labor-saving devices functioning properly. It involves health, doctors, dentists, appointments, medicine, cod liver oil, vitamins, trips to the drugstore. It involves education, spiritual, intellectual, physical, schools, school conferences, carpools, extra trips for basketball or orchestra practice, tutoring, camps, camps, entertainment, camps, equipment, and transportation. It involves clothes and shopping, laundry, cleaning, mending, lent, letting skirts down, 1955, and sewing buttons on or finding someone else to do it. It involves friends, my husband's, my children's, my own, and endless arrangements to get together letters, invitations, telephone calls, transportation, hither and yon. 
Again, this was written in 1955. Here we go. For life today in America is based on the premise of ever-widening circles of contact and communication. It involves not only family demands, but community demands, national demands, international demands on the good citizen through social and cultural pressures, through newspapers, magazines, radio programs, political drives, charitable appeals, and so on. My mind reels with it. What a circus act we women perform every day of our lives. It puts the trapeze artist to shame. Look at us. We run a tight rope daily, balancing a pile of books on our head. Baby carriage, parasol, kitchen chair, still under control. Stay steady now. Steady. So, ah, I hope you're lit up, even though I can't read. Because I, I mean, I was just like, yeah, again, that she felt that overwhelmed in 1955. How do you create a life of simplicity in order to multiply the things that you want and whatever that means to you when life is chaotic? And now we live in a world where like, you know, you don't even have to like go to the picture show, see, and like see the Neil, the newsreel at the beginning of it. You wake up, you pick up your phone and you open it and it's just like, ah, that's all social media is. You open it and every single reel you go to is just somebody screaming at you, right? Or somebody just like singing a folk song in their mirror. That's it. Okay. Maybe a cooking tutorial, one or two, but that's it. So that is the homework I want to leave you with. I could talk about this literally for hours. Um, so if you want to call me, because I'm telling you, there's going to be so many more things that I feel like I am going to bring to the table from this book. I feel so oddly like connected to this woman. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, and so this is something that I video series. Yeah. Okay. So here there's two other parts that I want to read for you. And then I'm going to leave you with a little bit of spiritual homework and then we're going to call it there. Okay. Uh, does this start? There we go. Okay. So again, this is this idea of like multiplying that you get to decide what you multiply, right? Uh, so let's preach the dangers of multiplicity. The problem is particularly and essentially a woman's. Distraction is, always has been, and probably will always be inherently in a woman's life. And so, <laughs> I loved this. With a new awareness, both painful and humorous, I began to understand why the saints were rarely married women. I'm convinced it has nothing to do inherently. Oh, I am, I'm convinced it has nothing inherently to do as I once supposed with the chastity or children. It has primarily everything to do with distractions. Um, it is more basically, how do we remain whole in the midst of the distractions of life? How to remain balanced no matter what centrifugal forces tend to pull you off center, how to remain strong, no matter what shocks come into your periphery and tend to crack the hub of your wheel. So what's the answer? There is no easy answer. There is no complete answer. And she says, I only have clues, shells from the sea. Uh, total retirement is not possible and I cannot shed all of my responsibilities. 
I cannot permanently inhabit a desert island, and I cannot be a nun in the midst of my family life, nor would I want to be. The solution for me, the solution for me surely is neither in total uh, renunciation from the world nor in total acceptance of it. I must find a harmony somewhere alternating between the rhythm of these two extremes, a swinging of the pendulum between solitude and communion, between retreat and return. And in my periods of retreat, perhaps I can learn something to carry back into my worldly life. I can at least practice these for two weeks. The simplification of outward life is a beginning. I can follow this superficial clue and see where it leads. Here, I can try. So, again, sorry, I kind of stumble. It was written in 1955. Not really the way that we speak anymore. But uh, essentially, so much of what she's saying is like, okay, again, when when I'm, I wanted to share all of that with you, because when you look at this, how do I simplify to multiply? When I When you look at your three funnels, right? So now we're going to start to talk about our spiritual homework right? And this isn't something you're going to do a one and done. I encourage you get quiet, light a candle, whatever your ritual is. Even if you're waiting in the carpool line, grab a notebook, grab your phone, right? In any way that you can really get it done and, and writing out those three funnels of what are the things right now that you're doing that you can get rid of? What are the things that maybe are a part of your vision, but it's not right now, maybe later, or it's not you, it's somebody else. Meaning maybe there's a task that you don't actually need to take on. There's somebody else that can do it. Um, and so, uh, and then thirdly, what are first steps? What are the things that you need to do now in order to get to the next place? Even if that first action is just say, yes, take the job take the job. If that's the thing that's, that is within the realm of what the next thing is, say, yes, take it. You don't have to be there forever. We don't have to figure any of it. You got to do the job for a little bit to even see if that's where you need to go. But if the idea of saying yes to that thing is in alignment with where you ultimately want to be, then yes is your answer, right? So really kind of locking those three, those three things in. So your official spiritual homework, right? is the first one is can you write a little bit about what that part of you that stings feels like what does that mean to you whether whether you can describe it or it's it's a color it's a feeling it's uh like i mentioned different ages of my life that i feel like i can really access it what does that pure the most pure part of you what does that represent what does it look like uh, and then kind of just jot down for yourself, how often are you connecting with that part of yourself? Or maybe you're like, fuck, I don't even know like what that part may be or look like or whatever. Okay, great. Then we've got more homework that we can do, right? But let's just start there. Maybe you're already kind of on this vision, on this path, on this journey of self-development, uh, spiritual connection, whatever it means to you, right? So kind of write out my overall vision is, and maybe that's a goal of your purpose where you see yourself in the world, or maybe it's how you want to feel, right? Whatever that is, uh, you know it for yourself. And then kind of knowing what are all of the actions, what are all of the participations, what are all of the things that are in alignment with that thing? Again, your purpose, your fulfillment that doesn't have to come from career. You can just have a job. You can even have a really high powered career. And that doesn't necessarily have to do or be in service of your purpose 
and your passions, right? So again, whether that's career or otherwise for you, just really getting an idea of what are the things that are the most important to you, right? Then what are your commitments to uh, the outside world, right? Do you rent? Do you own? Uh, do you have bosses? Do you have people that work for you? Like what are all of those things? You can really see all of the places in which your energy is draining and it's going to all of these different places, right? Then even domestically, what does that mean? Are you married? Do you have a partner? Do you have multiple partners? Do you have like, what is it? Do you have children? Do you have nieces and nephews that you spend a lot of time with? Where is all of that? Right. And then if you really want to, I mean, you could really create this, you know, web like she did, where it was like in each thing, it's like children, and then it's, it's health for them and it's school. And it's, you know, you could even bubble it out to that. If you want to really get this idea of what are the places within this? Can I simplify? Because I think when we really look at it from that bird's eye view, remember we talked about, um, if you follow me or if you subscribe to my YouTube or if you don't, oh, why not? Go over there. I did a card pull uh, last week and I got the mentor card and there was something about there was a big owl and his uh, wings were outstretched. And I was talking about that of when you have this owl, this bird's eye view, bird's eye view, and you can really see how big something is. Because if all of the things that you're doing are even big than what, bigger than what your vision is, you're going to burn out right? We got to simplify to multiply. I'm sure there are a million more things that I could say on it, but I'm also sure if you're listening that you're like, this is so much homework. I already have so much to do. Um, so let's just kind of leave it there for now. We, you know, just kind of like looking at it and how can we really kind of get to the next place that we want to be with it. Um, and then, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do a podcast episode, uh, of that of like, okay, now you're halfway there. Now, what do we do? Right. Cause again, it's that idea of like staying patient, staying in the game. But I think I will leave you with this, that again, this is the third time I've said it today on this episode, which is your daily investments, focus, 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 invest, invest, invest in your daily investments, your daily, uh, deposits and whatever that means for you, whether that's you know, moving your body, eating well. Uh, okay. I wrote, uh, two chapters today for my book. Great. Two chapters. Keep it moving. You don't have to be worried about how the whole book is going to create itself because you already did that thing. Oh, I want to go to grad school. Okay. Did you work on your essays today? Great. You don't have to do, you know what I mean? Like I understand that there are deadlines for these things, et cetera. But again, when you have that sense of self-discipline in the day daily, it chops it up. It makes it easier. Whew take the pressure off. You don't need to be worried about where are my Seychelles? It's coming because you have already made that daily investment, right? So that's what I want to offer you. If any of that resonates, let a gal know. Uh, friends, thank you so much. If this is your first time listening, uh, I'm so grateful that you're here. If you're an OG, you know that you have my heart. Uh, again, my name is Rachel LaForce. I am a longtime comedian, a short-term spiritual healer. She'll stick the landing. Uh, again, if you're curious about this book that I'm reading, I highly recommend it. It's a quick read. And I feel like it's one uh, you can kind of use as a workbook and go back to over and over. It's called Gift from the Sea. It's by Anne Morrow Lindbergh. Uh, and um, I, I shared last week that I just, I saw it on a shelf at a thrift store and I felt this like ping. And I'm like, mm, that's weird, you know? And so I just went over because I was like, it looked like some sort of like beach read or something. And I just opened up to a random page and read a few sentences. And I was like, oh my God, I think this is my new like guidebook for life. So follow those pings. Uh, also follow me on social media. 
things are starting to hit, uh, heat up over on TikTok. Okay. She's learning the app. She's falling in love. So if you're on TikTok, follow me over there at the Rachel LaForce show, uh, Instagram at Rachel LaForce. I'm on threads too. If you want to follow me there, if you're threading it up at Rachel LaForce, again, you can come and subscribe to the Rachel LaForce show, all sorts of stuff. I do card pulls, energy reads, spiritual hygiene, um, and as I do more and more comedy shows and that stuff that'll be coming back again, she's got her own big vision. Okay. Day by day, all of that stuff will be coming into fruition uh, and that will be there. So it's kind of a fun catch all there's longer videos and things like that. So if you can't sleep, <laughs> watch me. And uh, I am back to uh, doing some coaching and creative consulting. So if you're wanting to do, maybe you get your uh, bubble all tangled and you're like, oh, I want to do something with this. I would love to work with you. So I do one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions. Uh, we can do a one-off. You can do a bundle. You can do a three-month retainer. Uh, and so it's really whatever is in best service for you. So I do spiritual coaching and creative consulting. I've also started offering uh, energy reads, which I've been doing for a long time, but I've kind of been incorporating them with coaching and the consulting. And I want to offer them as its own pure uh, offering to you. So if you're wanting to get some downloads, a little bit of information, uh, kind of cleanse your energy, or maybe just a little bit more guidance, I would love to help you in doing that. Uh, and right now I'm running a super low rate and those are only $66. Okay. This is like, you know, a dollar a minute. All right. This is like 1992 call Miss Cleo. All right. Uh, that's those prices. So uh, yeah, you can check all that out at rachelleforce.com. As always, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. I know how hard you're working and we need all of your gifts and all of your things. So please stay in it, stay light. Um, and yeah, love you, mean it.